Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. So welcome to COVID Noise Filter. My name is Dr. Mark Yandere, and we are so happy to have guest co-hosting with us, Nurse Julia. Welcome to the show, Nurse Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be coming on board with you guys. Thank you so much. And now on to the show. American jobs recovery is inequitable across the board. Nurse Julia, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to like this story. All right. The pandemic took a massive toll on the U.S. economy. While the fallout was not as severe as many economists expected, the labor market suffered and has only begun to recover recently. But recovery efforts are slow going and they have been inequitable. Nurse Julia? According to Vox, COVID-19 disproportionately affected Black workers who saw a greater overall unemployment spike than white demographics in April. And as unemployment rates have started to go back down, white demographics have seen a swifter recovery than Black workers have seen. White employment was below 10% in July, while Black employment did not reach that benchmark until December. To add insult to injury, women also suffered the brunt of the recession as they made up the majority of workers in fields such as retail and childcare, which were most affected by the pandemic. Many women were also forced to drop out of the workforce to care for children. So recovery efforts may be hindered if federal aid does not come through quickly. Higher paying jobs and more educated positions were generally more stable throughout the pandemic. Jobs where people make less than $27,000 a year are down by more than 20%, while jobs that pay more than $60,000 are actually up. The unemployment rate for those without a high school diploma is about double those with a bachelor's degree or more, likely because those with a college degree were in positions that shifted to remote work. That's right. And in fact, according to Vox, the congressional inaction on unemployment benefits must be reversed to prevent an unequal recovery that would take their toll on low-income and marginalized people for years to come. And at the time of this recording, while this story was written for us just a few weeks before we actually recorded it, I am happy to say that the $1.9 trillion Biden bill for COVID recovery is in the process of being passed now. So we are hopeful that that bill will be helpful in terms of establishing a bit more equity in our system that is really founded in inequity. Nurse Julia, anything to add to that? No, I agree. I, I'm really happy to see that that happened as well. And I'm hopeful that, you know, those who need it most will uh, get some relief. However, you know, long term, who knows what that will look like in regard to that balance. But, you know, very, we'll just have to very, wait and see. Very good point. Today, we continue our discussion of travel quarantines across the world. In this segment, we will discuss what actions Australia and New Zealand are taking to limit the transition through mandatory quarantines. New Zealand is one of few countries which has been praised for its remarkable job in combating the transmission of COVID-19. 
Starting at the beginning of the pandemic last year, New Zealand created an entry program for residents and citizens only. Once they re-entered the country, they must quarantine for 14 days in a hotel where they'll receive a COVID test. Yeah, in fact, in September, this program was key in detecting a cluster of cases linked to a flight to Auckland. Unlike Canada and the UK, the government of New Zealand covers the cost of lodging in quarantine unless the traveler plans to leave the country again within 90 days of returning. The nearby state of Australia has also instituted some travel quarantines. Australia also limits entry to Australian residents and citizens only. Upon their return, they must spend a 14-day quarantine in a government-monitored hotel, according to the Washington Post. There, the traveler will await a negative COVID test result. Australia has set costs to be charged to each traveler, which cover meals and lodging. That cost could be as much as $2,200 US per person. So I actually have very positive thoughts about this, uh, Julia, in that I think that there needs to be some sense of being able to control people's movements, especially during a pandemic. And it's it was some people would consider this heavy handed. I don't. I think, again, as a public health professional, I think that governments in times of pandemics and emergencies should have the ability to be able to do things like this so that they can control the public at large. And if somebody has to give up their personal freedom for the benefit of the public at large, I I think for me, that's an easy trade to make. But I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. I honestly couldn't agree more. I think that they were definitely on spot, you know, by implementing this type of contact tracing. However, I uh, didn't take into consideration how costly that might be. <laughs> yes, um, but, but yes, contact tracing has played a huge part in, from what I understand, uh, countries who've had great success at controlling their transmissions. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah. In terms of costs, then, uh, you know, that's just going to have to be factored into the cost of your traveling. So if the travel is not essential, then there uh, you go, <laughs> then uh, I would not be traveling. But uh, we'll continue to follow up with this story. The Forgotten. Grocery workers. Now, grocery workers have worked tirelessly this past year. Despite social distancing rules and with restaurant closures, there's been an increase in grocery shopping. And with that comes constant disinfecting of surfaces and constant contact with hundreds of different people. 30,000 grocery workers have been exposed and at least 134 have died. Oh, God, that's a hard statistic to read. Many grocery workers are excited about the vaccine, but are also not being prioritized or eligible in many states until the spring. One was even quoted saying that healthcare workers are her heroes, but that she feels forgotten. But most grocery workers did not receive extra pay despite the booming industry. California mandated hazard pay for grocery workers, but this led to some chain stores like Kroger to close a couple of their locations or even end their food bank donations because they did not want to give their workers more money. Like, ah! Mm. (laughs) Kroger in particular is coming under fire because they are pursuing stock buybacks and the CEO is earning millions as a result of that. Uh, This is what predatory capitalism is defined. Now, Kroger is saying they're investing in rewards for their employees, but many employees have yet to see these rewards. You know what a reward is for your employee? Cash. 
Okay. Not little wards, <laughs> not little like this is and that's and trinkets, right? Because those Absolutely. don't pay for diapers. They don't pay the rent. They don't pay for food. Okay. This About little, it. yes. Oh, it's so frustrating. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry, Julia, go ahead, please. <laughs> Most other employers apart from Trader Joe's and Costco have ended their hazard pay months ago, even though the pandemic is arguably worse now. What makes this worse is that large retail stores saw an increase in over $17.7 billion just in the first quarter of 2020, but stopped the extra compensation. Boo. That's terrible. Now, many cities are enacting a wage or hero pay mandate. Okay, that's good. Grocery workers in Oklahoma are frustrated for not being prioritized over workers at golf courses or photography studios. There is a difference between saying grocery workers are essential and proving that through action. So yes, we need to be recognizing our grocery workers and other frontline store clerks for the amazing sacrifices they've made. Absolutely. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.